I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, welcome back. It's my mate, Bought a Toaster. Tom Price here with you. I'm very, very happy to welcome my guest this week, the fabulous comedian Vicky Stone. Hello, Vicky Stone. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm really good. good. How are you? Well, I'm all right, thanks. I'm okay. I mean, you did just say off air that you've got a bit of a hangover. Come on, share it with the listeners. You are. Uh, yes, I have. I have got a bit of a hangover. The trouble is, I think when when this sort of you know lockdown drinking thing is that I just find myself opening a bottle of prosecco and then just drinking it. Mm, um, it happens. And that, yeah. It does happen because normally if you're in a pub, you'd, you'd get you know you go and get a glass and you'd have a couple and you wouldn't have this. You know, I wouldn't go into a pub and just buy a massive bottle of Prosecco for myself. Yeah. But this is what's happening at the moment. So I just drank a bottle of Prosecco in my neighbor's gar- in my neighbor's garden. The the neighbors were also there. I wasn't wasn't I wasn't trespassing. <laughs> just choosing a random neighbor's garden yeah, to sit just... in. Pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hi. What's that popping noise? Vicky's back. Yeah. That sounds rather idyllic, to be honest. Prosecco on a on a actually it's not even that summary, but on a sort. It's of... not that summary, but but I mean. This this is where a gilet comes into its own. Oh God! Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, normally, I haven't I haven't really got got much wear for a gilet because it's a sort of you wear it for a day in spring and two days in the autumn. But actually, at the moment, yeah. a gilet's really come into its own because you're just wearing it wearing it in the garden all the time. You need a gilet. You need a bottle of prosecco, maybe a black lab and a Range Rover, and you're essentially a Tory wife. You're there. Yes, I mean the trouble is that I've got, I've got a spaniel, so I'm quite oh! close. And God, I know, I know, I know. Okay, All uh, right. good. Well, Fiat five hundred though, so I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine, fine, good, fine. You're, yeah, in that case, you're a yeah. solid, solid Lib Dem. In that case, yeah, exactly, so. exactly, exactly. That's fine. <laughs> Very safe indeed. All right, good. Now, so Vicky Stone, we are going back into your past. That's what we do on my mate bought a toaster. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm looking at your Amazon purchase history. You've sent me a huge amount of stuff. I mean, we we emailed back and forth about this, and you were like. I'm going to send you loads of stuff. You sent me about 68,000 screen grabs, <laughs> um, which is brilliant. And some of the stuff you've bought, let's go. We're going to go back to uh, December 2011, first of okay. all. Um, so heading towards Christmas 2011, you've bought the LifeMax Light Pod. You've gone for the 107A. <laughs> I'm I'm more of a 107B <laughs> kind of guy, but this is the SAD Portable Simulated Daylight Box. SAD Seasonally Adjusted Disorder. But very helpful that it spells out the word sad because it can make people v sad, can't it? Yeah, I mean that's one of those. I, that that's I think I don't have that item anymore. In fact, I don't even know where it is. Okay. So that so that hasn't lasted. That obviously whatever whatever I decided to buy that for. Obviously, there's a sad light mm. meant to sort of wake you up nicely. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, didn't work. So I don't have any more. <laughs> Couldn't tell you where that is. No idea. But and are, I don't have. I don't have one anymore. So. Well, they're slightly weird things because it's about the size of I don't know. Uh, uh, 
like a large a large tv screen maybe or a medium tv screen and you put it on and it does it, it bounces a load of light in your face my auntie got one and she and it was really funny because we'd just walk in the room every now and again and she'd be staring at it and i was like you're gonna burn your retina out jane what are you doing but <laughs> it, it's what people do isn't it they just sit in front of them and, and wait for the magical chemicals to do their thing yeah uh this one wasn't quite that big i think this one is about was about the size of which is relevant to this podcast mm. a small toaster thank you good yeah all um, all size descriptions on this podcast must be in relation must to, be a in relation yeah. to a toaster good a small rule. one a, a two slicer <laughs> okay good <laughs> um but do you i mean do you still do you get this do you get season adjusted disorder is this a serious thing or was this just a trying it out on amazon job it was a trying it out on amazon job i mean it's one of those things you think i'm i'm sure because I, I get like with this whole it's this whole lockdown quarantine thing is that you feel like you can cope with it when the days are nice and when it's mm. when it's gray you're like this is awful yeah. this is terrible yeah. So I think I think so, but I mean, it's not been diagnosed. Just no. a bit of Google diagnosis, I know, as I do for everything. Isn't it great? It's amazing how Google has made us all such fabulous uh, medical narcissists. We can all just yeah, yeah, yeah. dive into ourselves on Google and and diagnose several hundred different things. Yeah, I mean, the next thing I want, and they're eye-wateringly expensive, but I'd like one of those anxiety blankets. <gasps> you mean my, a, my, a, a gravity blanket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those. I mean, now my my dog's got an anxiety T-shirt. <laughs> I can see that on here. This yeah, comes much later. T- right, don't, it does come much no later. Spoilers, but really, there, no spoilers. <laughs> there is an anxiety. I mean, <laughs> although it's slightly cruel to get a dog an anxiety blanket that's heavy because that's just going to weigh them down. Surely that's going to make them anxious. Yeah, the dog anxiety shirt. So what it does, it's, it's, it, it, it's like, it simulates the, like a hug. So it, 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 it applies a certain amount of pressure to their torso all the time, which makes them feel less. So they, don't, they won't suffer, suffer from separation anxiety and stuff like that because they feel like they're... Right. they're they get they get the feeling that when when they do when they're puppies and they're all hmm. close together that's how do you think dog anxiety jacket works do you think that's what the patriarchy was doing when it invented the corset yes definitely yeah <laughs> making <laughs> making women feel like someone's there yeah i'm sure it was um god corsets are awful so so um so the dog the dog likes the anxiety blanket um my i would say my father-in-law um, we got him a gravity blanket mm. and um, he, he's a huge fan he's a huge fan and for those of you who aren't familiar with the gravity blanket thing essentially it's a, a bag of stones in a blanket and you put the blanket on top of you and it does make you feel strangely swaddled I mean why not wh- whack a nappy on as well and give me a boob <laughs> is that weird <laughs> yeah I think I think that's that that's the next phase isn't it yeah <laughs> exactly I have an anxiety boob yeah. oh god um, yeah but, but that, know, that's how you'll do it. That's how you'll make. That's how you'll make your fortune now. An anxiety yeah. boob. Oh my god! Just so you know, any ideas that we come up with during the podcast are mine and mine alone. That's okay? absolutely fine. Okay. No problem at all. Thank yeah. you. It's almost like you're not. In, it's almost like you're not involved in the anxiety anxiety boob. I'm going to go to Dragon's Den. <laughs> pitch the anxiety boot um well I, now the dogs come up already and this is excellent okay. news because if there's one thing i like talking well there's two things i like talking about on my mate bought a toaster one of them is 90s indie music um and the other thing is dogs i would mm. gladly talk about dogs all day long um we can see november 2011 um it looks like you've made the best decision of your life because you've bought the uh, lindum easy fit plus safety gate um, whether or not that's to keep the puppy in or the, cu- the the puppy adorers out because they can be, you know, you do need to get some security when you've got a nice puppy. Everyone starts trying to clamber into your house to meet the puppy. Um, and you bought Puppy School Seven Steps to the Perfect Puppy by Gwen Bailey. <laughs> yes, I do believe that was probably just, w- w- what date was that? Uh, so this is around December, January um, 2011 into 2012. Okay, yeah. So Bert, we got Bert in November 
2011. So he's obviously being an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously become a knob in the first two months with us. And I've had to buy a Stairgate and a book called Seven Steps to the Perfect Puppy. I think it's interesting that I didn't buy those things before before I got birth. I got them after. So they were a response, yeah. I think. I also like the fact that you... Put up, you know, for many people, it would be two days in they'd be buying that shit. Two months, no, no, two months. No, it's two months in. <laughs> two months in. It was obviously a terrible Christmas that year. Yeah, I, th- I think in, in the early days, Bert's great now. He's he's a he's a really really good dog. And uh, but then he was chewing table legs, mm. shoes, just chewing everything and anything that he could get his hands on. How old were you when you got a dog? Uh. 2011. This is now me. Don't have to do some maths. Oh, Soz. Soz. Live maths on my mate bottle toaster. 23? See, that is very, very young to get a dog. Yeah, I think most people get dogs. A lot of people I know who get dogs get them when their kids have got a bit older and they're in their sort of mid 40s. And this isn't a criticism because I got Mm. Polly, my Labradoodle, who I adore, when I was 27. And everyone said that's very young to get a dog. So I just think 23, the young. Yeah, well, Bert's nine now. Uh, more maths there. Thank you. Um, well, it's gonna it's gonna be nine. He's gonna be sorry. No, he's eight in a bit. Oh, he's gonna be nine. shit maths nine there. In, shit maths. Nine in September. Nine in September. Um, okay. Yeah. Um. So tell us, tell us what what made you want to get a dog apart from the obvious things that dogs are the best thing about life. Well, um, this is rather strange, but my uh, my ex, who I was we were living together at the time, mm-hmm. uh, got me a cat as a surprise. Um, our relationship wasn't going very well and I had gone away to New Zealand to work and then came back and ta-da, happy birthday, here's a cat. Um, Fuck, that's weird. It is weird and I don't really, I'm not, I've never, up to that point, I'd never expressed a desire for a cat. Um, I don't even really like cats and I think it was, because I think we were were on the verge of breaking up and, and it was like, his, I got us a cat. That is it, proper panic buying, isn't it? it yeah, it was. Um, and it wasn't buying because it was it was a cat that was um, a rescue, a right. cat that had been living out the back of a Chinese takeaway. Right. Uh, so did he steal a cat, essentially? <laughs> I've, I've nicked you a cat. Please don't leave me. I've nicked me. you a cat from the back of a Chinese takeaway. Don't God. leave me. That must have been... So, so, tell me about that moment when you get back from New Zealand, the relationship is a bit on the ropes <laughs> and you're looking at a cat. What was the, What did you say? Well, I saw. I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> you, you sort of have to. Well, yes. At, at the time, I mean, I think we're. I think now, uh, as 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 society through social media and things, I think we're much more, much more. Um, I think younger people will definitely express exactly how they feel. Mm. But I think I'm of a generation that still does that. That doesn't. That mm. sort of. And the generation before, I don't think really expresses how they feel, especially in this country. I think we're like, "Oh, lovely, thank you. It's a cat. Great." Right. I don't think. I don't think we'd actually come out and say. I don't like cats. Why have you got me a cat? Right. Um, and if but this I is think an I, animal, I, not a haircut. I mean, we've all know, been with haircuts I, where we don't tell the truth, but he's got yeah, you but a I whole think, animal. I, I think if I was 23 now and the world being as it was, I think I would just say how I felt, but I didn't at the time. So um, I didn't like the cat, uh, but I, you know, I, I learned to love it. Um, the cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the cat now. Right. Um, but then to sort of alleviate this, I really like dogs. So to, to sort of, adds to our relationship problems we then got a dog oh god so you got you had a dog and a cat and then split had, up yeah and we, we, we i i had bert and he had he had bill the mm. cat 
Bert and Bill were separate. To be fair, though, that's quite clever getting yourself a dog there because then you're you're sort of you're making again coming back to maths, but you're making the maths neat for the split. You're getting the dog to prepare yes. for the split to say yeah, right, yeah. We're, yeah, one each. You, you yeah. know, I'll have the thing I like. You have the thing you like. That's very yeah. neat indeed. Um, so you're 23, yeah. and you just got back from New Zealand, working in New Zealand. What were you doing out there? Were you doing gigs? Yeah, New Zealand Comedy Festival. That's very young to again. Sorry to. That sounds I might frankly, have got my age. I might have been twenty five. I can't. Fine. I can't still, work it out. I mean, listen. It doesn't matter. I don't need. We don't need passports. Uh, your showbiz age. Your showbiz age was nineteen at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, no. I'm just. I'm really interested that that you're out in New Zealand at this point. So tell me, tell me a little bit. Give me the sort of potted history of the Vicky Stone. Um, how did you get to a point where you're going to do the comedy festival in your early twenties? What 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 took you there so quickly? Because that is a very quick journey to get there. Well, I mean, I mean, at the time, my agent had other clients there, and just i, I'd just done, I'd just done an advert that year mm-hmm. for Yakult, um, and okay. so got, and that got repeated, and it was one of those adverts that because it was had no dialogue, uh, it was my gut that was speaking to me. Uh, so in this country, Arthur Smith voiced my intestines. Okay, um, but. <laughs> This is a tangent and a half. Love but it. anyway, Love because it. of this Yakult advert, I ended up having loads of money that I hadn't really had before until that point. Mm. Like I hadn't earned that sort of money ever. Um, and then I was like, fuck, well, yeah, I'll, I'll come to the New Zealand Comedy Festival at my own expense and do, you know, my agent was going anyway. So we went, we went together and yeah, just and she had other clients there and I did a few bits and it wasn't, you know, yeah. Wow. You flew to New Zealand on the wings of Arthur Smith voicing your gut. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now, when you when you get a gut feeling about something, does Arthur Smith pop up? No, but we have uh, often when when the advert was on telly and we were on a gig together, we did actually do it live, but <laughs> wasn't actually as funny to anyone else other than us because nobody nobody could really remember the Yakult advert where I yeah yeah, yeah. I, I eat a chip and then Arthur Smith voices my intestines. <laughs> one of those, one of those sounds like a good idea off stage. On stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds hilarious. Off stage, yeah. on stage, people are like, "You people need to do your actual material." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, good. So Arthur Smith, uh, there, uh, voicing your insides. I mean, I, in terms of comics to voice your insides, <laughs> I'd go for Dara O'Brien. Well, what was really annoying is that I had recorded the voiceover of my own intestine. Right. Um, you know, and then they replaced me with Arthur Smith. I was a bit pissed off, actually. Yeah. Again, this is a this is a different time, though, Vicky. When the, <laughs> it was a the different time. The patriarchy again yeah. in charge of your insides. Of course, her insides yeah. are a man because it's an efficient system. How could a woman possibly in char- be in charge of her own body? Exactly. God. I know. Sorry to put a hardcore read on it, but it's there, isn't it? It's there. It is the there. It is there. Yeah. Um, are you, have you got a fire in the background? It's like a sort of lovely fire crackling noise. Was that? Uh, no, I, I've just picked a sticker off a notebook. Oh, right. <laughs> That's what it is. It's <laughs> we like to listen to toast. And we're not the kind who would boast. And even in spite of the host, we still like to listen to toast. La, la, la. Okay, so Vicky, let's move on now. We're in 2013. Okay. Um, a whole bunch of random things. Here's an interesting one. Um, daily rituals, how great minds make time, find inspiration and get to work, how artists work. That's a long title. That's by Mason Curry. That's a good book. And that was a gift for the cat buying ex who wasn't really doing much. Oh, right. See. So I <laughs> bought in this book to inspire. This is a book of how... 
of how people that get shit done get get stuff done. That's... Um, so I bought him that book to try and spur him on to doing that something. Is just the best system ever. At the end <laughs> of every relationship, you should exchange a gift to to sort of send you on your way with. That is yeah. brilliant. Just just you know, this has been great. Have a have a good life. Read this. Yeah, read this and get a job. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh God, that's great. That's great. Yeah, and... I mean, I really hope he's not listening to this, but uh, he won't be. No, there's, well, no, there's no chance. You never know. But maybe yeah. he wants to catch up and see what's happened to you since. The dog's fine. <laughs> that's the most important thing. Um, so that's daily rituals. I mean, did you even look at this book, or did you just hand it? Yeah, over I did. To him? I, I I looked at it. There's some really there's some really cool stuff in there. Genuinely, it's it's just it's um it's sort of one paragraph, two paragraph stories about sort of great composers, great writers, what their what their daily routine is. And nearly all of it is they manage to get everything done before five AM and you think, oh fuck that I'm not anymore. Um, Pricks. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be a notable human being. Forget that. Yeah. Um, well, daily rituals. How um, how great minds make time. The things to do. I think often it's a case of get stuff done done in the morning, isn't it? Maybe not before five AM, but get it done before lunch, and then after lunch, just sort of you know smugly walk around with triumph. Yeah, I definitely do that. I've started doing that with exercise at the moment because mm. um, it's it's I've, during during this time I realise how much how much like getting in and out, in and out of the car in terms of like. T- taking equipment around how active actually the the job i do is and sort of always going around to meetings and castings and you're always on the go yeah. and actually i'm really sedentary at the moment so i try and get i try and get myself out and run yeah run for about 40 minutes if i do it in the morning it's not then hanging over me and i get to five o'clock and i'm like oh fuck i've got to run yeah so, yeah no you've got to get done in the morning and but it's the yeah, same with any creative as well i feel like we should do some star jumps now but i'm not sure that would be a great listen we just I don't think it would be a great listen. No, it's going to be like me picking that sticker earlier. <laughs> I like the sticker because it, it made it into a fireside chat. Yeah, I don't. I have actually got a, a log burner uh, downstairs. Oh, nice. Yeah, it did. You've probably seen that on the Amazon history. It's been a lot of fire lighters and stuff like that. All right, okay. So pyromaniac <laughs> Vicky Stone. Yeah. We'll get onto that. Um, twenty ninth of December, twenty thirteen. So the end of the year. Uh, you have bought maybe for New Year's Eve. I I'm, I'm, don't want to project what this might be for. Uh, Black suspender tights by Gypsy. One <laughs> one size made in Italy. One size. I mm. mean, that sounds to me like a costume mm-hmm. thing, but I can't remember what it was for. What year? Well, end of 2013. End of 2013. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, quickly think of something, otherwise everyone's just going to be thinking, sex, 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 sex. I don't, you see, I I don't think it was, I don't think, because the the failing relationship was still on, and I don't think it was. Mm. I think I was buying books, (laughs) not... <laughs> not sexy tights so i think they were almost certainly for a costume but i couldn't tell you what it was for right okay what about this Dece- 7th of december 2013 the adult costume doctor's white lab coat <laughs> sorry vicky you can keep lying to us i do know what that is for that was for um uh secret cinema so secret cinema is a thing where you get it was it was ghostbusters right so it was the ghostbusters secret cinema at the Troxy or something like that in London mm-hmm. and you have to they send you a big list of, and everyone comes in costume it's sort of one of those immersive theatres stroke cinema experiences yes. so that is what that is what that what? doctor's lab coat was for but actually that production uh, was really overpriced and a bit shit oh oh good good feedback 
good feedback. Yeah. What was the production? What what were you not? It was, it was, it was Ghostbusters. So you oh, watch the film Ghostbusters, but they hire a lot of actors and a big sort of Ghostbustersy type car, and they do bits of Ghostbusters live. And mm. so Secret Cinema have done things like Shawshank Redemption. They've done Moulin Rouge. They've done uh, Back to the Future, and they they make enormous sets. But this is one of the early ones. Um, Ghostbusters. It's about eighty quid a ticket, and it was really shit. Eighty quid. I know. It's and- really shit. And so, so you're doing this. You're as a punter. You're not. This isn't an acting gig. This is you going as a punter. Then mm. I had to buy buy my own lab coat. That's me going as a punter. Yeah, well, eighty quid plus yeah, seventeen pounds yeah. forty yeah. for the lab coat. So that's nearly a hundred pounds you've dropped on essentially watching Ghostbusters with a bit more atmosphere. Well, that was it. Yes, yeah, so that was it. And 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 for me, there wasn't enough uplift in the, what was going on. So mm. it's like I'm I'm literally wearing a doctor. I'm wearing a lab coat. I'm wearing a lab coat in a in a big in the, in the Troxy is just a big sort of big old Art Deco ballroom type venue yeah um just watching ghostbusters on a big screen while some badly paid actors do a bit of ghostbusters around me oh there's nothing worse than and we've all i've certainly been there the badly paid actor working at a tourist's location for example uh, you know um i worked at madame two swords years ago and it, it it, you know, and I've been back to various tourist things since as a punter, and you just think, oh, guys, it's okay. Oh, no. It's just so... Because they give it their all, and yet all the actors yeah. playing all different ranges, they're all about 23. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it was it, uh, it was it was not good. And I've, I've been put off. I've not, I've not been to... Obviously, I've not, I've not been to one since, and they've done some really good stuff that loads of people say is really amazing. But mm. because I had that... Because I basically, yeah, dropped 80 pounds on... on it was, I think it was such a, such a horrendous waste of money. <sighs> I like I like a good bit of negativity. We don't do that. Enough. We're always trying to spin things on this show. Going well, you know, s- some people enjoy it. Now, nah, fuck it. Sounds like it was shit. Let's move on. <laughs> my name's Jason Fleming. The more than my past podcast will see me talking to a wide range of inspiring people, people who have confronted and overcome addiction or imprisonment or both and turned their lives around. I did mad things that was hurting myself and hurting other people. Everybody grows up in a house called normal. Heroin addiction and chaos was my normal. Some people don't understand the word moderation and uh, I was definitely one of those people. The more than my past podcast. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. My matey potato jump into 2014 so where are you in 2014 you're on the circuit you're doing your comedy have you got onto telly at this point or has that not happened yet yes i had yeah definitely and also i think 2014 was maybe my third edinburgh show okay so i'd already done three you know i toured already three edinburgh's yeah right right okay um all right so let's see what we've got in 2014 uh we've got um july 2014 maybe before you go to edinburgh the female hanging body form half torso that's (laughs) Again. That's that's actually to sell stuff on eBay. So that is a hanging, that is like a, a mannequin, half a mannequin that hang, yeah. hangs on with with some tits. Yeah, lovely tits on. there on that. Yeah. It's, I could say that's okay for me to say, Vicky. It's fine, you know. It's, it's not pervy. It's, it's, it's a coat hanger. It's a coat hanger with tits. Co- <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like an amazing way of throwing shade on like Katie Price or someone like that. <laughs> But it is, isn't it? If you look at the description, that is a coat hanger with tits. And I use that to photograph clothes that I sell on eBay. That is what that is for. Sorry, I can't get past a coat <laughs> hanger with tits. I'm writing it down on a piece of paper. Guys, if you're listening to this, take a note. If you ever want to slag someone off you don't like, she's just a coat hanger with tits. And then you can nudge one of your boobs with the back of your right hand. Um, okay, so coat hanger with tits there. That's July yeah. 2014. Um, so that's probably panicking that Edinburgh wasn't going to go well. So I'd shift some yeah. stuff off eBay. Getting ready to sell stuff. <laughs> Hang on, so this, this is your own clothes or stuff you've made? No, own clothes. Right. So just like selling off, like selling stuff, just selling stuff on eBay. It's a really ominous sign. It's like someone buying a trestle table for a yard sale after Edinburgh or something. You know, why are you, yeah. getting, why are you getting that stuff? Just getting ready. Getting ready. <laughs> just getting ready. Because I'm going to burn it all. Um, also, uh, July 2014, four LEDs flashing light up tambourine style flash sway bells. Some okay, so four bells. light up tambourines. That's definitely last minute. Fuck my Edinburgh show needs work. Mm. I know. Flashing tambourines. Great, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was a show called Instrumental, and it was about, it was a show that I had 20 odd instruments in, and I probably. Uh, bought flashing tambourines, but I actually never used the flashing tambourines in the show in the end. They were a panic buy. Oh. And I actually ended up finding them and using them in last year's Edinburgh show. Oh, great. So they got, so they got used. So they're the gift that keep on giving. Well, yeah. not quite keep on giving, eventually give. Like eventually, a, a delay. Yeah. So in the same way that your ex panic bought a cat, you, <laughs> yeah. these are the weirdest things that have ever been panic bought on the yeah. My Mate Bought a Toaster. You panic bought some light up tambourine style flash sway bars they look like the um sort of thing that you might that the sort of very modern christians might use as well because there is still an association isn't there with a certain type of um of of faith stuff you know getting your tambourine out banging the bells i i so i they are they're quite good and i used them in this year's edinburgh show because i had a sort of joke or a little bit of a bit about tambourines in the show because my partner came home uh my new it's not that new anymore but my fiance mm-hmm. uh, he went to a, a an auction a percussion auction in bath and he came home with 26 tambourines so and when your partner comes home with a flight case of 26 tambourines that he proudly bought at auction um you can't not tell an audience about that because i mean that's a lot of tambourines isn't it i mean that's a polyphonic spree's worth of tambourines right there yeah yeah <laughs> That's uh, yeah. Now. That's and it, and he also bought he bought a box of assorted bells. 
just a like a, a box of assorted bells. Um, what is it yeah. about you that makes men buy shit for you? It was not for me. It's for himself. Well, still, still, there's an element of here we are, darling. I've added to our life with this. <laughs> no one buys a bell for themselves, do they? If you think about it, Vicky, every single bell you've ever bought is for the benefit of other people. I mean, these these are sort of bells that you would hang on, hang off like a stand, and then hit with a stick for like Atmos. Mm. 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 Wow, okay, so lots of bells in your life, that's good. Not, yeah. Okay, what else have we got? Uh, January 2014, so we're going back in time a bit here. Uh, okay. I just wanted to mention this because I'm a huge fan and this is now becoming a weekly thing. This is good, actually. This is basically, my top three or four bands we've done in the last few weeks. We've done Gene mm. from the 90s, um, we've done The Divine Comedy, and now this week, uh, Ben Folds. Uh, ben Folds presents University Acapella. I love Ben Folds. Yes, I like Ben Folds, and Ben Folds uh, and I have had a, like a little DM conversation Oh, on Twitter, what? I knew. Clang. That's the, one of those bells going off. <laughs> I saw him play his, he wrote a piano concerto for himself and I saw him play it with the orchestra at the Barbican and I, a lot of my mates are in that orchestra um, that he plays with when he comes to the UK. Right. Uh, and I saw his piano concerto and I thought, that's really cool. He's written a piano concerto for himself. Mm. And uh, and it was that's what gave me the idea to write one for myself. I wrote myself, a, a, I, I called it the concerto for comedian and orchestra. Um, and so I was having a little chat with Ben Folds about that. You wrote a piano concerto? I wrote, I wrote a concerto for comedian and orchestra. Ben Folds wrote a piano concerto. Okay, hang on. So, so and, I, and, I, and I went on a Radio 3 show called uh, Essential Classics and I played Ben Folds' third movement of his piano concerto and it was the first time that it, it had any radio play, so he thanked me. Oh, my God. So there we go. Oh, yeah. my God, that's amazing. That's amazing. Mm. Um, let's have I'm, what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a little bit of that now. Can I play? What What is your thing? And can I play that? Is that possible? Uh, I do. So it's, it's not online. My concerto. Uh, okay, it's, fine. Uh, fine. It's, that that's a different conversation. I've 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 got a recording of it, uh, mm. but I can't afford to buy the musicians out. So oh. I've got it, but I'd need to pay twenty six people one hundred and twenty pounds in order to broadcast it. Could, could you could you give them a, a bell each? Would they accept that? Or? <laughs> Apparently not. No. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Let's leap on into twenty fifteen now, Vicky Stone. Let's see what we've got here. We've got some chlorine tablets for swimming pools and spas. <laughs> um, I mean, what's happening here? Have you got a secret swimming pool we need to know about? Yeah, you know those sort of you know those bad ideas, sort of background backyard swimming pools that are sort of a bit too big really they're they're sort of halfway between a paddling pool yes well you know we, those yes we've seen lots of them in lockdown haven't we because various people have got them yeah. uh I, I think one olympic yeah. uh, swimmer's been training in in one of them. now they are a great they take an obscene amount of time to fill up oh, so they yeah. take like 10 hours to fill up Ooh. and then they go green like within like two days yeah so you've actually got to put these chlorine tablets in the bloody thing yeah yeah because other, other, otherwise you've just got you've just got Mm. Uh, 200 litres of algae <laughs> they're just not they're, they're so shit I, I got rid of the swimming pool very quickly after I after it was about a couple of weeks of, of like I've, I've really got to put these chlorine tablets in this is not pleasurable uh, <laughs> this is such a strange kind of like uh, 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 sp- again was it a spontaneous buy you buying this thing for your back garden or what no I think someone gave it to us so I think someone said oh do you want this pool and I was like yeah I love this pool thanks and they were actually handing us a poison chalice literally um, just an, it's just it's just a waste of water. All it did was waste water. I think the dog went in it once. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Vicky 
Stone with the bells <laughs> and the stolen cat and a pool that someone gave her in the background. Um, we've had a miniature of this because we've got quite a big paddling pool and yeah. um, I got paranoid. When it's very, very hot, I just thought, well, all my kids are going to get malaria or something. I don't even know, cholera, <laughs> dysentery, whatever it is. So I bought some chlorine tablets as well. And um, it, it was quite comforting in a way because it made the uh, paddling pool smell of the swimming pool and it brought back a happy memory. You remember public swimming pools? You remember the ones? Sort of vaguely. I mean, I've been wild swimming all throughout lockdown. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Right. So Kerry Godleyman came on this show a few weeks ago and she was harping on about wild swimming as well. She absolutely loves it. Tell us more. Yeah, um, I do it all year round. So um, the the coldest swim, and I'm quite proud of this, the coldest swim I've had has been four degrees water uh, in the Hampstead Heath ponds in London. Um, But at the moment I'm in the Derbyshire Dales and I'm just going in lots of different rivers. Oh my word, it's so beautiful. And do you find spots where there's like lots of people swimming? Do you have the sort of the comfort of a, a, a gaggle of people swimming? Or do you just think, that, that, yeah, there we go, that's the, I'm going there's to several, Bakewell and I'll just jump in? Yeah, there's, there's several, there's lots of websites that give you a bit of advice. Um, there's one, there's a proper swimming spot that's got a sign that says you can swim here. Mm. Um, I never go in that when it's warm. I go in that when it's raining and cold because nobody else there, yeah. which is really nice because you've got this really nice, which is a hugely popular swimming spot, which no, there's, there's no, there's no one around here that that seems to do. I've not spotted another sort of bad weather wild swimmer, um, which is really cool. Um, as a friend of mine who comes as well, we uh, yeah, we just go together and jump in these sort of really the, these really popular spots that are really crowded when yeah. when it's warm and go in it when it's raining and cold. It's just absolutely. Does, does the dog go in with you? Sometimes, but he won't swim for very long. Um, so I tend not to take him, but uh, so sometimes... How, do, you, do you like travel? Do you like swim? Do you just do a big circle in a reservoir? Or do you like go down river or something? Uh, well, it depends what river you're in. So um, there's one river which which I swim in called the Derwent. And you can either swim upstream uh, it, it into the current. And it's like a treadmill and you you go nowhere because the current is so... Yes. The current is, is so strong. But then you wouldn't ever go in that in the rain. So you'd, you'd, you'd have to be... You'd have to be fairly good weather and have not rained, otherwise the the current is not safe. Mm. Um, so I'm quite I'm quite good at river safety now, about sort of knowing which which rivers have the strongest currents and which rivers, uh, which, which rivers are best for what weather. I just like you know if if live comedy's on its knees, you can become a river guide. Mm, well, I mean, I, I was thinking about uh, starting a wild swimming podcast, and then I thought better not, eh? <laughs> I mean, we went we went to a place the other day and um, a place called Mappleton and we went for a swim under this bridge and it was lovely, but there was loads of discarded pants. So there was about three pairs of men's boxes uh, and other like cans of lager and stuff like that. And so we became those people and went, oh, I know what we'll do. We will bring uh, a bin liner and gloves right. on the next time here and we'll clean it up. And, and I think that's a real sign of, of middle age, I think, that mm-hmm. that, that we want, the, well, we, we will now take bin stuff to to clean up if we go to a place and we, we it's, it's got rubbish we'll clean it up i think that's highly commendable i think that's I know, highly but commendable it's, it's definitely a sign of aging 100 yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah no it really is it really is when you start to <laughs> when you start to notice litter you have to be <laughs> yeah of a but it's not age. just noticing litter it's 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 wanting to wanting to do the do the right thing mm. with the litter mm. as well. Mm. Quite good though to make it make a course while you're swimming. You know, it gives you it gives gives an added element to the wild swimming. Take one of those litter picker uppers and kind of swim with those <laughs> like Edward Scissorhands either side of you. Like, that's quite a, you know it's a new sport. Could be, could be, yeah, maybe not. Um, 
All right, so uh, wild swimming. God, we've bloody hell, Vicky. We've, t- we've touched on some things, haven't we? Lot, a, there's a lot in there. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. Get up to Derbyshire now. Listen to Vicky Stone. Go and float, float <laughs> like a stone down the beautiful rivers <laughs> of Derbyshire. Um, uh, May 2015, you've bought the Guide to the Night Sky and a Celestron Travel Scope uh, 70 <laughs> refractor outfit. Now, is this you uh, actually getting into... Uh, astronomy um, or is this your way of getting to Brian Cox because I know you are a fan of Brian Cox because I've seen evidence that you are a fan of Brian Cox that was actually a gift ah that was a that was a present so that that's what that was that was a present uh for my fiance's dad I think oh nice so there we go okay okay um can you tell us about the Brian Cox thing please though yeah yeah the Brian Cox I wrote I think I wrote the song in maybe 2012 sure and I think I did it on the telly in 2014 Mm -hmm, or 2015 mm -hmm. did it on the John Bishop show so it's a song about song about Brian Cox and it's basically just full of uh, science puns but there are there's just two things uh, one thing uh, when I did it on the um, the John Bishop show uh, the science puns one of the things I wanted to make sure was that the science is all correct so there's loads of, there's loads of stuff in there um, that a you can just find funny without without really knowing what it means but all the all the particle physics is right uh, oh, to the God. point where to the point where I about two days after being on the John Bishop show, I get a phone call from the people at CERN. <laughs> sure. Actual, actual CERN. Right. I was like, right, right, okay. This is in, this is interesting. And they are they invited me to do a, a TED talk. What? At, at CERN. Um, uh, I was so basically when when they they do this TEDx CERN, you know. The series of TED Talks every year at CERN, and and they have two arts performers every year, and it was me and Imogen Heap, and um and so yeah, I, I became really good. I've now I'm still am great mates with Imogen Heap, uh, because of us hanging out at CERN, uh for a week, and yeah, I just it was really weird that they built a stage on top of the Large Hadron Collider, um, and one of the one of the sort of big points in France, yeah. Um, we stayed in Switzerland, but it's on the border. The Hadron Collider goes goes in and out of Switzerland and France. Yes, yeah, by Lake Geneva, so, isn't um, it? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that that's where that song took me. So I think that's really the, the fullest. Do you know what I mean? That's really seeing something through to its fullest extent. You that you are like a talent particle whizzing around, flying over to to France and Switzerland and singing the song, sing a song for CERN, basically. Yeah, yeah. It was great, though. It was really, it was really, really, it was really good fun. It was really good fun. Can we have a listen to it? Can we play out a bit of the song on the podcast? Just play like 10 seconds of it. Yeah, sure. All right, let's have a quick listen. Here we go. A lot can happen in 18 minutes, but don't run over. You know, there's limits to how much a mind can actually be blown. With talks about the little things Protons, neutrons, the outs and ins Of atoms or a tiny little quark To bigger stuff The Hadron Collider, the Earth, the stars And even wider How did I end up giving a TED Talk? Come join the world of science Amazing, isn't that brilliant? I love stuff like that Just, you know, you're doing your songs And you're either getting Ben Folds on the blower Or CERN (laughs) Fantastic, fantastic Yeah, do you want another little amusing story About the uh, 
John Bishop show when I did that song. So um, I did my sound check. I did my sound check and I'd done all, done all my mic tests and I was happy with the sound. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite paranoid about the sound, especially when it's recorded live because yep. if you have to retake it, you won't get the laughs in the right place. Yeah. So I was happy with that. Took a while on the tech rehearsal. And then someone wanted to put a, a lapel mic on me. And I was like, I don't want to have a lapel mic on because we've not te- we've not teched it. So I'm sorry. I don't want to do it. I don't want any sound that I haven't teched. Quite right. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't want to wear this lapel mic. And I was kicking up a little bit of a fuss. Um, so I didn't have one on. And then it suddenly, and they, they during the day, they were pushing my slot further and further back. And I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get cut. Mm. I should have worn a lapel mic. I'm oh, going to get cut. Um, and so I'd go to the record and we're recording it live at the Hackney Empire. And at the end of the song, out comes Brian Cox with a bunch of flowers wearing a T-shirt with my face on. Now, I'm really surprised, but I'm also, my brain is going, that's why they wanted you to wear the lapel, Mike. Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck. So then I'm out, I'm out I've come I've come off the piano I'm not wearing a microphone I'm in the center of the stage I know that anything I say won't get picked up cuz I'm not wearing a fucking mic So I am now talking directly into Brian Cox's chest <laughs> Which is where your face is. <laughs> yeah. So literally talking, every, anything I say goes straight into his lapel mic. So that's the moral of the story is just do what professionals tell you. <laughs> that's incredible. So yeah. if there's video footage out there of you chatting to Brian Cox and it looks like you're sort of <laughs> making physical advances on him. Yeah. But you're... I, I, all I'm doing is trying to make the edit. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that is I will not have a lapel mic. No, 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 no. Do you not know no. who I am? Do you have any exactly. idea? Would you give Mariah Carey or Celine Dion a lapel mic? I don't think you would. Away with you. Oh my God, it's Brian Cox. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. There we are. Um, how was Brian Cox? Nice man? Yeah, he's a nice man. He's a nice man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All, all the sort of celebs I wrote songs about in the early days, they're all, they're all very um, compliant. You know, they all wanted to be part of it and everyone was very happy to to sort of be be part of it like philip 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 schofield was very accommodating and hillary devay and all these various people that i did you know i sort of got to meet them all and it was quite cool it's nice just you just Mm. think right which celebrity would i like to meet next i'm going to write a song about them well i ended up i ended up becoming quite good friends with hillary devay after i made a sketch uh made a sketch about her and i've been to her i've been to her house in morocco twice what yes this is incredible (laughs) this is incredible all because of all because of a song uh, yeah, I did a sketch about Hillary. Yeah, um, I did a sketch about how she, um, how 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 she taught. She, you remember she was on Dragons Den. Yeah, and she's the one that taught that. That. Yeah. And she had massive shoulder pads, and I did this sort of how to create Hillary Devay, <laughs> and I did this thing about taping t- tins of uh, cat food on my shoulders and then putting on a jacket. <laughs> it's quite good. This is great. I'm, I'm, I'm not that funny anymore. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was quite funny in the old days. You are. You know you still are. I was about to say you peaked, but you live in the peak, so it's all fine. Um, uh, It's brilliant as well, because, you know, if you do want to meet a celebrity now, just like, right, what rhymes with Gosling? Here we go. (laughs) Come on, Ryan. Come on. Here, Ryan, Ryan. Here, Ryan, Ryan. Um, The women anti-skidding slipper beach pool shoes. I've I've never (laughs) skidded up any pool shoes myself, but that's probably a good thing to have, I guess. Are they blue? They are Are blue. blue? Yeah. Yeah. They are, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, I don't really use them for pools. That they're, they're they're more of a sort of sort of a European cleaner shoe, you know. <laughs> it's a good housework. Look. It's a good look. Do you know what I mean? No, I know exactly because my wife's got yeah. some white ones, very very similar, and they are a sort of yeah. They, yeah. There's there's a sort of like a rubber clog vibe. 
Yeah, like a sort of yeah, like mm. a sort of yeah. You're working in a kitchen or a hospital or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and, and then they're not they're not attractive in any way, and I don't really go out the house in them. No, I'll put the, I'll put the bins out in them. Sure. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're sort of they're sort of bin shoes. They're bin shoes. Everyone needs a practical <laughs> bin shoe. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. I, I think that's I think that's that's a good good way to live. And let's move on. Um, his October twenty seventh of October twenty nineteen, Vicky. Um, we've bought the Envy Bed Fresh mattress and bedding deodorizer, freshener, and urine cleaner spray. Everything okay? <laughs> Burt pissed the bed. Okay. <laughs> so there it is. There it is. Burt just got on the bed. Yeah. It was a brand new fucking... I couldn't believe it. Brand new mattress. Oh, brand God. He was making mattress. it his. Yeah. Brand new mattress. Just just actually just took a piss on it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is... Oh. Burt ha- hasn't weed inside for years. Years and years and years. Like, oh, just doesn't do it. God. Completely house trained. Wouldn't do it. And you just get there and there's this massive... And apparently it's... it's, it's um. Uh, we just moved and uh, bought a new mattress and dogs worry if they think that their home is under threat. Yes. So it's to do with being afraid. So he was, we'd, we'd obviously gone out and he was not sure where he was and wanting to, wanting to um, feel a sense of home. So did it by soaking a brand new mattress with urine. So that, that's what that is. It's really hard to get that smell out as well. It's it's a nightmare. It's a that nightmare. That spray's pretty good, you know, actually. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I might get yeah some. it doesn't, doesn't smell of piss anymore. Um, well, that brings us neatly on to, and we're in 2020 <laughs> now, the uh, January 2020, you've bought Thundershirt Anxiety Coat for Dog. I promised at the beginning of this podcast that we'd get onto yeah. this. So this yeah. is this is literally a hug for a dog. The other option, uh, Vicky, and this might be a bit weird, is you can just get me over and I'll just hug Bert forever because I would do that gladly for any dog that needs hugging. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, he's... he's, he's as he gets older, mm. he's got some. He his anxiety is sort of manifesting in strange ways, and a lot of it is um he'll scratch himself. He started to scratch himself, but there's nothing to scratch, and mm. he keeps scratching until it's bleeding. Yes. So, oh, but he's I a good know. boy. I know he's a good boy. I mean, he so did piss the bed, but he's a good boy. <laughs> he's a good boy. <laughs> so he's he's anxious, and um, uh, yeah. So he has his little he has his little shirt on, and he's uh, he's less anxious and doesn't scratch himself. So it works so then. Yeah, it does work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He, he just he it allows him allows him to not to not worry, um, and yeah. So that then, so he's not not creating open wounds. But with the shirts, it's um it's interesting though, isn't it? When when my dog is ill, when she's got something wrong with her, my all my calmness disappears, it evaporates. If my dog is anxious and fidgety. Like she's mm. just so my demon that the whatever she's doing bounces back onto me. So as long as I calm her down and she's chilled, it makes me feel completely fine and happy. It's really weird. It's like they're like a mirror of you, aren't they? So when they're calm, it's all fine. Yeah, it's funny because Bert at the moment, um, I'm taking him anywhere I can in the car because he is a dog that uh, almost like no routine is his routine. Mm. So that he he's he's always he's always coming he'll come to gigs and he'll go to gigs with my fiance and he'll go to the studio and he'll sit he'll sit in his basket in his recording studio whilst Rick plays the drums and he you know the he, the drums and stuff it doesn't bother him it's all mm. part of his routine it's like coming around all these places and just wants to constantly go in the car just wants to so I'm just taking him to the supermarket <laughs> and just just and he's happy to sit he wants to sit in the back of the car he's like that's what he wants to do he wants oh. to come and you know he's every time we open the door he's like um, can i come can i come too so you just say yes yeah you bloody can you yeah to yeah, yeah can. come come you know what you need to um, do you need to get one of those one of those hug coats things one of those jackets and just um get some uh, fluorescent paint 
and then paint it <laughs> bright yellow and then write therapy dog and then he can come everywhere with you everywhere cinemas supermarkets all of it yeah he's he's he, i think i think all dogs are what they call them emotional support animals all dogs are that yeah, yeah. um regardless of their official status or not did you hear about the guy in america who had an um, this sounds like a setup to a joke it's not he had an emotional support peacock oh no i hadn't heard about that yes he did he had a peacock and he used to fly he was allowed to fly around the country with his emotional support peacock Whatever people need, whatever you, you, need. you need, whatever, whatever you need, exactly. Do you know whatever what I mean? What, whatever, whatever you need to get through the day. <laughs> Where the hell's my peacock? Get it. Where is my peacock? Um, now, Vicky, we are getting towards the end of our time with you. Thank you so much for doing this. And what a, I mean, Vicky Stone, what a journey! I feel like we've we've jumped in and we've we've headed down river with you, and we've been all over the place. It's absolutely we've, fascinating. We've covered a lot. We've, we've covered a lot. We've been very efficient, yeah. And there's, I mean, there's more here in lockdown. The ultimate. Maybe we should leave on this because there's nothing sexier than talking about the ultimate foot file hard skin remover. <laughs> oh, oh. Yes, please. Yes, that is like that. It's a cheese grater for your feet. Oh, so. It is literally a cheese grater, isn't it? That is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cheese grater. That is um, how they make parmesan, to be fair. I am very much missing uh, having a pedicure. Very much missing that. I do like ha- having a stranger cheese grate my feet. Um, <laughs> but obviously that's not something that's readily available. So I've had to, quite early into lockdown, bought my own foot cheese grater. Mm. Um, I did suggest that uh, me and my fiancé have a spa evening. And I was like, look, I can put, you, I can put your feet in a kitchen bowl um and i'll cheese grate them and he was like absolutely not no and i'm a bit upset because i think i would have enjoyed that but he won't let me cheese grate he won't let me cheese grate his feet unbelievable um, selfish that is really really selfish that is, yeah that's really... how, much that, how much that cost like 12 quid or something <laughs> um you know what i mean maybe with this partner i mean i know he's a fiance it sounds like everything's going very well maybe mm. it's time to buy him daily rituals how great minds make time find inspiration and get to work how artists work by, or a by, cat. Or a cat. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. If anyone ever brings you a cat they've got from the back of a restaurant, it's time to end it. Um, listen, I'm, I'm bringing this podcast, I'm bringing this episode a proverbial cat from the back of a restaurant. We're going to bring things to a close. Um, Vicky Stone, thank you so much for joining me on My Mate Bought a Toaster. What a brilliant bunch of stuff and what an amazing array of things you've done. I mean, God, br- heaving into, into Brian Cox's chest has to be a highlight, surely. I mean, that's just- oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's been great. I, I've forgotten about uh, the things I've bought. I know, I know. This is why this is why it's useful. It's a very useful way. This is a diary that's sitting online for everyone just to go through all their stuff. Yeah. Um, Vicky, uh, you're on social media. I know that for a fact. What's your Twitter bits, please? At uh, Vicky Stone, V I double K I, because I am a child of the eighties. There you go. Very nice indeed. Um, all right. Thank you, Vicky Stone. Take care. All right, thanks, Tom. Thanks. Bye. 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 Ah, oh, the wonderful Vicky Stone. How brilliant is she? What a, what a load of stories. What a load of things. Fantastic things she's done. Um, there you go. That's the end of another episode. Thank you for listening. Give us a follow at ToasterPod um, on Instagram and on Twitter. And give us a rate and a review. If you fancy it, you can. And apart from that, stay safe, stay well, wash your hands. See you next week. Bye. Lots of love. Bye-bye. As long as I love you, I think I love you. When I'm without you, I think about you. Please don't believe me. Don't deceive me. By the way, after you I can't be the same always. GreatPigOwl.com Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. 
My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world. You add any noises? What about um, a door creaking? Uh, you, don't, uh, you don't have to do that. That weird kadook that yeah, lights well, going off makes for some reason in films. <laughs> All rather mysterious.